Without wasting much time, I want to invite the father of the house. The set man of the house. A man with a rare gift, deep word of knowledge, an abundant teaching gift. Oh, if you are putting your hands together, put it together well for Pastor Ebenezer Ahmakesi as he speaks on the importance of Christian doctrines. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. For the sake of the second service, we'll mix up the language. Then we go. Hallelujah. Tonight, my assignment is to speak on the importance of Christian doctrine. Say a debatry one, I guess, a Yakasafa, here, and here, say, Yes, you have a Christo, in church, Hallelujah. When we look into what is happening now in our world, there's a need for us to go back to what actually is doctrine. Our whole system has been saturated with series of beliefs. We are bombarded left, right, center, and back. We don't know which one to believe again. And it's time for us to go back to the Bible, study the word, as our slogan said, word upon word, and then see to it that we get rooted and built in it. And that can only happen if we study. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, he said, be diligent, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The word diligent there also means steady. So God is telling us or asking if only we will be able to face all this form of false doctrines and teachings that is going on, then there is the need for us to really study. It is when we study that we will be able to withstand all form of challenges that faces us. Jesus said, I hope God for you to say, I hope God for and no dear, in church, a bonnier air cosmo, yen to me and can say, Ye di, yanini a dsi. And when we talk about the word doctrine, some people define it to be the systematic gathering and presentations of facts concerning the biblical truth. Though we have the Bible, but we have sessions of Christians or people who also claim to be believers who are not interested in the truth, but lies. However, they use the Bible. They all use the Bible. The one we read, that is all they also read. But in the interpretations of this word, they tend to twist the word to suit their own pleasure. And as a Christian, if you are not careful, you fall into the hands of these people and you shipwreck your faith. So that's why it's very important as Christians, we study. So when we talk about systematic study of the biblical truth, we are talking about scriptural teachings. We are talking about teachings. 
We are talking about instruction, about the truth in the Bible. And when you talk about theology, it's a theological term. It simply means the study of God. It means that we have to come to a point where we study everything about God, right from creation to rapture and the benefit that we we'll derive after the rapture. If you are here, say amen. Someone also defines a doctrine as teachings from God, about God that directs us to the glory of God. So, obi biara onya chire chire panu, onhu erade. Na onhu erade wia, nyamina wehunu no, emma onhu nyamie ni onyam. Na ya bompaye se, na wachi imu no, ye onhu nyamikeke, namo yebe onhu nyamie ni onyam. That will see God, will know God, and also see the glory of God. So, when we talk about real doctrine of God, it is the teachings about God and also teachings that do direct us to the glory of God. When this aspect of doctrine fails in whatever you hear, then it's not a teachings of God. Our, all of us here, our focus is to make heaven. You know me so? So if that is it, then it means that every doctrine must introduce God to you, must let you know God. As Paul said that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection. So that he will be one with him, even in his suffering, and also in his glory. Hallelujah. So every good doctrine must lead us to God, and must also lead us to possess the glory of God. So in other words, doctrine, I see it as something that determines our beliefs and faith. Whoever embimes a doctrine, he is embimes a belief. And that set of belief becomes what he stands on. That is what he is rooted on, which is his faith. And if you don't stand or you don't take the doctrine of Christ, then your belief and faith is shaken. Hallelujah. And your faith becomes the set of principles that guides your life. People could kill because of their doctrine. People could drink some sort of concussions because of what their doctrine. They have believed so much in it and even believed in the teachers of those people that they could even take poison and die because they believe that whatever is told them is the fact. But tonight I'm here to tell you that the doctrine that we embalm is living and solid and is able to give us life, life abundantly. Every doctrine that destroys is not of God. Every true doctrine must give hope and life. Hallelujah. And tonight I'm here to tell you that the set of principles that we have in this church is solid and it's something that you can depend on. And these principles forms our character and determines our internal destiny. Church, I was saying, 
na yadanyamiasi se fitibra ye hu yesu ayedi ye hu mano no ni kirekire no asesayen amaye mu bia na kan ye nsanumfo no yetimi adwan sanu ye mu bia ye aswon difo na ye timodifo no yetimi adjai sanyo menyina se se odo ahye yakuma suma adenti kirekire na yeti ye no ewo tumi se etimi maye onu anisu so every doctrine has its own character and has its own aim. Hallelujah. It is a own obi. I don't want to mention their name. It shows what that doctrine is molding within them. So doctrine molds character. And Jesus Christ is molding our character. Hallelujah. So our doctrine transforms us. Hallelujah. The word doctrine is used frequently in the New Testament and also the Old Testament. But most especially, we see this expression doctrine, doctrine used by Paul. And the Greek word for doctrine is didaskalia. The word didaskalia means different meaning. It stands, if you read Romans chapter 15 verse 4, it gives us another definition of the word didaskalia, which is whatsoever things were written after, uh, uh, what, aforetime, are written for our learning. So when we talk about didaskalia, we are talking about what? Learning. So as the church, it's time for us to do what? Learn. Everything is there. I intentionally did it so, so that those who want to write can write. Hallelujah. Also, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says that all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for correction, and for instruction into righteousness. The word instruction there means didaskalia. So the word of God, every good doctrine, should be able to teach people that people can learn, and you should be able to do what? To instruct. So when we talk about learning, learning is acquiring knowledge. So as we are here, we are acquiring what? Knowledge. Teaching is impartation. Hallelujah. And instruction is guidance. We you guide, we instruct to guide. We don't instruct to what? To teach, to impart. Whoever is instructing you, he is guiding you of the way to go. It's like he is telling you what you should do. So the doctrine that we believe in, the Bible says that is given by God. It's not from man. I want you to underline that. It's given by God. It is God's own breath. We learn the life of God. It's the life of God that we are imparting. And that life that is imparted in us is that to let us learn, it is there to instruct us and also there to
to teach us. If you are happy, say amen. So, in context, the word didascalia is referred to divine teaching, divine instruction, and learning from God, not from men, not by men on wisdom, because the word of God is God's own breath. So, if we talk about didascalia, it's a divine word received from God. We are receiving teachings from God. We are receiving instructions from God. And we are learning from Him. So as we are here, I believe we are learning from Him. Hallelujah. And that is what we call sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Every sound doctrine refers, make reference to God's own what intention intention and purposes for humanity and the world. Every good doctrine must be able to make reference about God's intention about you, how he wants you to live. Hallelujah. And it also judges the thought and attitude of our heart. It comes to judge our thought and our what our heart. It is when the true doctrine or a doctrine is coming, and it's not coming to do what? To, to reprove you, then it's not God's intention for you. Hallelujah. So we have to take note of that. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, he said, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of soul and spirit. So when true doctrine is coming, it divides, it pierces through our heart. Where there is an effort, it takes it off and replaces with the character of God. So the doctrine of God is like a light that shines upon our heart. The Bible says, for the light shines in darkness and darkness could not comprehend it. So the, the light of God is the word of God. When the word of God shines on you, it reveals every spot of darkness and shows you the path of righteousness. Hallelujah. Na yetimi adi echire anyankwaje amayenkra chirechire biara obetia ema unya heaven sa biano e wosa odwane fi ho hallelujah esansa brabo aye wo mu aye breye ko benyina no yetimpo ni se yepese yeden ye ko heaven we want to go to heaven hallelujah and we want to look at the benefits of good doctrines one of the uh, uh, benefits that we get is that it's able to reprove us. 
Hallelujah. Etimichraya kwan adiko trini kwan yina so. Inti se uya jidini nase utiye nyamia semwa. Etri tri u ma wabrabo etimi be ayepe. Ma bonisubiara efiu mu. Nafe u kondo se ubedi nyamiechi. Afe insu chirachire parawahweino. It equipped us for every good work. As is written in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17. Is there to do what? To, uh, to equip us so that we can be perfect and well prepared as good soldiers to be used by God. The word of God, which is good doctrine, one of the importance is that is the lamp for our feet. And is the light for our path. Hallelujah. And you don't want amen. Nyamiasema yetino, a two yakraho. Hallelujah. Bible say, Kwambe sona abrantia, ebetimi atres wa konkro yemujise, ofanya kupon asam. So as we take the word of God, it helps us to walk in purity. Hallelujah. The word of God is like water that washes us, as Ephesians declared. Said by washing of the word of God. So if the word of God comes, it cleanses us. In the previous na Jesus in Krafu Kasase, na mu muhunye fi wa asemu amuti inti. In the previous na miya Krafu eva na mifiye na watiye na miya samuno na miya samuno etise saponi samuna. Uti ni ne egwaru. Hallelujah. In the egwaru kakra kakra kakra. Pimbra or do Baba Jinajna Bia, Uber Vie Paye, Ewanyamianim. Dear Nyamia Samayacha Chirepano, Ayanino. Afenso, and Maya in Tiasia. The word of God gives us understanding. When we talk of people of understanding, are people who have the word in them. When you have the word of God in you, you have understanding. It also helps us to grow and mature spiritually and also in our salvation. The word of God sanctifies us. As Jesus said, uh, uh, we should be sanctified by the truth. And your word is true. In John chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them by the truth. And your word is truth. Na Bible say na mu be hu no kware no na no kware no be ma ma yedan edim hu you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free so if we talk about importance of doctrine or sound doctrine it comes to set us free and tonight as we listen to God's word bra yet yanyame asem be se bibi o hua akire wusu a what Jesus did, my brother, my sister, Hallelujah! Sound doctrine puts fire in the heart of the believer. So, my sister, my friend, my brother, my sister, my 
Enti bra ye kanyame asem ya no. Se ubejie dia, obekenya nyame gya e wo mu. Na afenso e manipedua no e ye more nourished. Se si more nourished se wet me a share aboframa onu awaye prompi. When ye enti nyame asem wo hoi no em adi eja emra ye mu. Emma yet me dare emma nyankopon emma afenso no edi niamma bebre ebrayenga eya apomodening ene inshira bebre hallelujah uka jeremiah chapter 5 verse 14 i say why for thus says the lord of hosts because you speak this word behold i will make my words in your mouth like fire Hallelujah. Nyamia sema yesua nyamia sema ewo yemu no. Eti se oja. Na so Jesus wa semu If you don't have the word, you don't have the fire of God. Simple, that is what it means. The fire of God cannot move without you having the word of God. And where the word of God moves, that is where the spirit of God goes. I'm here to tell you today. Where the word of God is not, the Holy Spirit is not found there. But where the word of God is, the Holy Spirit is also what? There. Hallelujah. And he said, because you have said this word, and because of this word, I have put fire in your mouth. That fire in your mouth is like a weapon. Somebody say weapon. It is a weapon in us to defeat the devil, to defeat our enemy. So whatever is troubling you in this life, there is only one thing you need. You need the word of God. And so, as a man, Jesus is a Christ. Hallelujah. So the word of God is like fire in us. And uh, in the mouth of his people. And he said what? And these people would. Just underline that. Would. is referring to the enemies of Israel. The people refers there as your enemies. And he said, because of the word in you, those enemies will turn into wood. That as you speak the word, the wood lit up for those wood to be consumed. So as we lift up the true message of God in our life, may the fire of God be set up in your heart. And as you speak the word, may this fire come out. May it consume all your enemies. Hallelujah. So the word of God is fire in us. And in Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 47, it says that for the forest of the south, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God. Behold, I will kindle a fire in thee, and it shall devour every green tree, and every dry tree, the flamey flame shall not be quenched. I pray tonight that may God kindle the fire 
of the Holy Ghost in you. That fire that comes from the word of God. And may that flamey flame not quench in you. They cannot touch me because the word is in me and it's active. It is the power of God. Hallelujah. The protection itself is in his word. That is the fire. It's in us. Yours is to quicken it. And as you quicken it, you see signs and wonders following you. And it's active when we pray. Don't just pray amiss. The doctrine is there for us. The word of God is there for us. To use even as a weapon in our prayers. Because it is fire. That can never be quenched. There is one thing that the devil fears. That is the word of God. Hallelujah. When he went to Jesus and was trying to tempt Jesus, Jesus never used any other word, any other thing than the word of God. That it is what? Written. And once it is written, then it is what? Written. Hallelujah. And just that word, that response that Jesus gave, the devil flew away. So when you are attacked by the devil, when you go to situations that are unbearable, know that you have a fire in you. And that word is the fire of God in you. Just release it and you have your liberty. Hallelujah. Sound doctrine is a blessing to those that read, those that hear its words and keep them in their heart. If you read Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 and also Revelation 22 verse 7, all suggest that blessed is the man who speaks this word or hear the word of prophecy. So the doctrine of the Lord is a prophecy unto us. So anytime the word of God comes, receive it as a prophecy. May that is how I receive God's word. I don't need somebody to tell me this and this and this and this. Everything is in the word of God. The very moment somebody tells me God said he will bless me, I take it as a prophecy. Hallelujah. I don't know how it will be, but there is one thing I know. Forever, oh Lord, your word in heaven. The prophecies of the Lord is settled in heaven. Therefore, once it is settled, God watches over it that whatever he has said will come to pass. So every word of God that will proceed from this altar, receive it as a prophecy. Hallelujah. You have to receive it as a prophecy. And as you receive it as a prophecy, it becomes yours. Hallelujah. As you receive it, that yes, this is my word. Then the word begins to work in your life. 
Hallelujah. So the word of God is a blessing to us. And it's a blessing to it for, for all who accept it as a prophecy. Sound doctrine is very crucial to we Christians. It constitutes the bedrock of our faith. Our faith and everything stands on sound doctrine. With specific overall teaching of the church. We believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures. And he was raised in the, on the third day. According to the scriptures. This fact is a fact that not everybody believes it. But a muna ya won ding any ya kunim die any ya de nyina wo I see this short thing that we have read as the center of all the doctrines that we have Jesus Christ who died and resurrected the third day that is our victory so the bible said when Jesus that if he had not resurrected then we are the most pitied people he resurrected. So I see this short word as a center of all the truth about what the doctrines of God. But some people are there who don't believe in it. They don't believe that Jesus died for them. They don't believe in that. Even though they don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. They don't even believe that Jesus was conceived by a virgin Mary. They don't even believe that. They don't want to hear that. And even some of them in their books, they tend to erase wherever Jesus' name is mentioned. But whether you raise it, erase it or not, Jesus is still Lord of Lord. You can erase it and do whatever you want to do. But your conscience and everything within your conscience, there is something within you that tells you that Jesus indeed, he is Lord. Hallelujah. One time I have this confrontation with one of the Islamic clerics at Zongo Junction. By then I was staying nearby there. And we interacted to some place and told me that, brother, not that we don't know that this Jesus you are talking about is a savior. We know. But then, we have been indoctrinated to believe that he is not a savior. Else, our followers will leave us and go and follow you Christians. In their conscience, they know. They know that Jesus was buried by a virgin. But then when they are teaching, they will tell you that, oh, Jesus' mother and father, they are harlots. And even they will tell you Jesus didn't die. They saw his body. His body was hidden in India. But our Jesus is not in India. He resurrected the third day. And uh, at a point, he was lifted up. And he's now with the father. The disciples saw him. We've also read about him. Hallelujah. The good news of, is the first importance for our internal life. 
And the good news that we hear is the truth. That is the only truth for the word. And we must stand on the hills, on top of the, uh, our roof, to declare to the world that the word of God is the only truth. And Jesus who came to die is the good news. And whoever believes in him shall be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus said himself, said in John chapter 6, verse 63. He said, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So whenever the true doctrine comes, we are not speaking about human ideology and philosophy. We are talking about the spirit and we are talking about life. So even as you listen to me now, I'm imparting life into your system. Hallelujah. As you listen and you receive, I'm imparting life. The sound doctrine is very important because the gospel is a sacred truth. But they die and they promise them that when you die, you'll be given thousand virgins in heaven. So if you die and you'll be given thousand virgins in heaven, then how many virgins do we have in heaven? Then it means that those virgins were not born on earth. There might be virgins that may be created there. Look at your numbers. And if everybody would die for a thousand virgins, how many virgins do we have in heaven? And how many women are, have, are virgins on earth that would die to be shared to those who want to die for such kind of cruel and unreasonable doctrines? We have only one doctrine. That is Jesus Christ. And for us, we are not going to marry thousand virgins. Jesus Christ is going to be the bridegroom. And we are going to be the bride, eh? That Jesus Christ is going to welcome us. We are not interested in virgins in heaven. We are interested in the bride. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus Christ, our King. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Jesus Christ, our husband. He is the one we are going to see there. And the Bible said when we get there, he will set a table for us. And he's going to dine with us. There's going to be a banquet. That is what we are interested in. We are not interested in what virgins. There is not going to be married in heaven. We are all going to marry Jesus. If you are a woman or a man, once you are a Christian, we are all going to marry one man who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. You might not be married here, but in heaven you have a husband. Hallelujah. You might die without husband. 
You might die without wife, but in heaven, you have your husband there. I, I'm not saying that you marry or you marry. Hallelujah. You must enjoy the earthly one too. Hallelujah. So, we must not disappoint God in delivering this truth to the earth, to the world. We have to deliver it. Let's shout. We have one responsibility. Our responsibility is to receive from him and give same to the world. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Bible said that we must content with the faith. When we talk about con content, it means that something that you are ready to fight for. You are ready to fight for its sanctity and purity. If you listen to those things that are going on, uh, LBGTQTIZWD and all that. Hallelujah. Say, say, come on, the plus, so I can, you know, the Hallelujah. These are all things that are coming to fight the sanctity of the word of God, the purity of marriage. And it's our responsibility to declare the true word that that is no part of God's creation. And we will never, never, never cotto to that. We will never. We will stand against it no matter what. Some of us, we are prepared. Even if you bring the gun, I will tell you homosexuality and lesbianity, lesbianism and transgender and whatever is evil and devilish. It's from the pit of hell. It's a doctrine being propounded by some people. And it's coming to destroy the sanity of marriage. How do, can you imagine? Stay with my wife. Then I will be another man. Am I crazy? I've been to the north. And I know everybody knows Bonga. Donkey. Donkey, we see to be a, a stupid animal, isn't it? Isn't it? And cattle. When you talk about cattle, donkey, and all these things. North, that is where we have them. I've never seen any donkey or any cattle, male, crossing then why should you do that to the world? No! We are not going to agree. It's devilish and satanic. And even those people who does, who does those things, they know that in their spirit, there is hollow. They are not satisfied. Come back! For those of you who are watching me from the net, I speak to you if you are in that habit. Only Jesus can save you. There is no joy and satisfaction in those kind of attitude and behaviors. Last, my area his wife was telling me there was this man. Uh, they have ten all the wife, the children in the house. Everybody can sleep with anybody. The children. And I said, what, what, what is this kind of, are we in animal farm? And people are, have believed this and they are practicing this. And they feel that in that they are fulfilled. Jesus is coming. And he's coming to judge all those who are in such habit. 
That is why we must speak the word to the world for all to hear. So if you are in that habit watching me, I'm here to invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. It is only in him that you will be fulfilled. It is in him that you will have meaning to the real marriage institution that God has given unto the world. Hallelujah. Every revelation of God that is of sound doctrine comes to glorify Jesus. Every doctrine that every man will speak that doesn't glorify Jesus is not the word of God. We have them all over. They will speak the word of God, but they will not glorify Jesus. Even healing, they claim that they heals. Bramesa, we are here. Media, so I'm going to check. Oh, and you have a church, I know what you know. Media, me, I'm a doctor. Who made you that doctor? Me, I'm a champion. I'm going to check. Me, I'm going to vanish. Who gave you that power? Nobody owns the power of God. It is a free gift given unto men. So you can't claim whatever God is using you for as your own power. And I'm here to declare, whoever preaches and does not glorify God in whatever he does is not preaching the true word of God. He can be a miracle worker. He can raise all the dead in the mortuary. I don't care. But for the fact that it does not glorify Jesus, it's not of God. So Paul charged Titus, you must teach what is in according with sound doctrines. Also, he also told his son Timothy, in Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 to 1, 1 to 4, he was charged to preach the word in season and out of season. Hallelujah. And he also said, a time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine. We are in that era. People don't want to endure sound doctrine. They are only in for what? Words and uh, things that will satisfy their lust. Their itching ears always go in for things that will satisfy their lust. Not things that will save them. And sadly enough, they have paraded teachers and prophets around who also teaches them what they want to hear. If what you hear is what your pastor or your prophet preached to you, that he is not preaching the true word of God. Hello? Said, the old person would hear. And no, nothing be a soft one of the Jinawa, and I said, and well, Jinawa, or be preaching at Chirawa, nothing young couple. Hallelujah. But as whoever preaches the word must receive, it may be bitter. Koroki, doctors were there. Aye, no. I'm a queen. But Hallelujah. And you're 
Hallelujah. People with itching ears is descriptive of those long, those who long for messages that will satisfy themselves. And no our person will tell Hallelujah. Strangely, they will hear for themselves, as I've already said, prophets and teachers who will also preach like messages unto them. They deny virgin birth and all that I have already said. And some of them, they will tell you and argue that there is many ways to go to heaven, to God. Since God is love, he will accept any religion provided the practitioners will practice those religions with what? Sincerity of heart. But I'm here to tell you, it's not about sincerity. It is about faith in Christ Jesus and his finished work. It's not about how sincere you are. Even if you are sincere without Christ, your sincerity is fake. Hallelujah. The Bible said even our righteousness is like a filthy rag. So, Every religion that will be accepted by God is a religion who has as a core point in its doctrine, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because of time, I want to rush through and then we go. Some of them deny hell and tell you there is no hell. God is so kind that he will not destroy any man. And I'm here to tell you all those things are from Satan and it's not from God. And sadly enough, we have gotten prophet pastors who have been preaching these false doctrines. And then Paul described them that their conscience have been seared as with a hot iron. It shows how wicked they are. When I general is sinning, a chrestan your timuya differ. Our chant trump pounds so why you didn't even say the quarry knocker. So if you have you are a minister of God watching me or whatever, know that what you are saying is the truth and nothing but the truth. A lot of them are filled with deception. The reason being that even the Satan, who is their father, is the father of all lies. So there's no truth in them. How can we identify them? Jesus said, false Christ and false prophet will come and will attempt to deceive even the God elect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not saying we don't have good prophets, good pastors outside. But go for the truth. That is what I want to mean. How can we identify them? Jesus said, a tree is recognized by its fruit. How can a good fruit bear a bad fruit? And how can a bad fruit bear a good fruit? Hallelujah. So we can identify them by their fruits. If what they are preaching 
is not in line with what they practice. They know that they are false prophets. Their teachings about Jesus Christ, I've already said it, they will twist it and say something else. When Jesus asked Peter, who are you? He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Most of them, they claim that they are the son of God themselves. I mean, Christ themselves. And we have some in this nation. Near Christ, near Jesus. And they've given that title to themselves. Some said they are angels. They graduated from angels to Jesus. And from Jesus, they graduated to God himself. All these people, they are anti-Christ. That is how the Bible describes it. Hallelujah. To conclude, because of time, all other doctrines could be very fascious and very destructive than any deadly virus. But the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, God's breath, is antivirus that regenerates and transforms the dead soul into life, provides strength to our bodies, gives us spiritual vitality, and injects heavenly DNA into our life. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. And we pray that as we listen to these words, follow after right doctrines and you shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Oh, can you put your hands together well? God bless you, Papa. Osophony Amate. Powerful. What an opening. The relevance of Christian doctrine, importance of it. We want to take 